It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Just in case you don't know, we are 10 days away from Election Day. And, And depending on what polls you believe this race for governor of New Jersey may or may not be close. Uh, In New Jersey, early voting started at 10 o'clock this morning. Governor Phil Murphy cast his ballot about a half hour after that in Long Branch near his home in Monmouth County. Uh, Both the Murphy campaign and Republican Jack Chitterelli's campaign, they are making enormously huge pushes to turn out votes in their political bases. And and right now, Democrats are gathering in Newark, where former President Barack Obama will join Governor Murphy. And about an hour from now, he's going to rally the troops and deliver an early voting message. Uh, Chitterelli is all over the place today and tomorrow. Ten campaign stops that I know about. Uh, because, well, that clock is is ticking. And uh, once November 2nd comes, that is, that is it. Uh, this is... The first year for early voting uh, in New Jersey, uh, it'll go on for nine days through Halloween evening. Uh, there are early voting centers with voting machines in every county. Just go to nj.gov, not nj.com unless you want to find a great bagel. Go to nj.gov and find out where you can vote. Uh, early voting centers are open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. And there have been, uh, through the history of New Jersey, never more opportunities, never greater opportunities to vote than there are today. Vote by mail has been underway for a month, and more than 350,000 ballots have already been cast. Uh, So far, as of the close of business on Thursday, about 37% of all ballots mailed to voters have already been returned. And and, and just to put that into some context, that's about 16% of all votes cast four years ago. Uh, Today on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, I'll be joined by three people who are following this election closely. Uh, Jamie Harrison, the chairman of the Democratic National Committee, will join me at 418. And later, I'll I'll speak to two rising stars in the New Jersey Republican Party. State Senator Michael Testa, Jr. will be on at 434, and Assemblyman Ryan Peters at 448. Chairman Harrison and Senator Testa, Assemblyman Peters, they all have front row seats to this election, so you are not going to want to miss what they have to say. Uh, So let's talk about this race for, for governor. Uh, Phil Murphy, Jack Chitterelli, if you're a regular listener, and if you are, thanks for that, uh, you'll know what my view is here, and that is I've gotten to know both of these candidates. Uh, I think they're both good and decent men, so New Jersey's fortunate, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, to have have a good choice of of two, two fine human beings. But, and this is a big but, it's also clear that Murphy and Chitterelli have entirely different visions on how New Jersey ought to be led, how the state ought to be governed, especially in this post-pandemic era. And, and that's what this campaign is entirely about. It's about giving voters an opportunity to figure out which candidate is the best fit for them. And, and there's been a lot of public polling in this 
race. Actually, I said that completely wrong. There hasn't been a lot of public polling in this race. Uh, Four years ago, there were about 30 polls. Now it's it's just just a handful. And what we're seeing is is a narrowing of the race for governor, especially as more voters have a chance to learn more about both candidates. Uh, Back in May, Rutgers University uh, had a poll with Murphy ahead of Chitterelli by 26 points. And two weeks later, Fairleigh Dickinson University said the that Murphy's lead was 15. Uh, Monmouth University and Patrick Murray, their pollster, is the gold standard of New Jersey independent pollsters. Uh, Monmouth put Murphy ahead by 16 points. But a month later, the Monmouth University poll back in the field said Chitterelli picked up three. That reduced Murphy's lead to to 13. And I, I know it sounds, you know, maybe 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 a little. Uh, uh, easy here but uh you when you're in a campaign you you want to go in the right direction and and it seems that the chitterelli has is doing that after after the monmouth poll stockton university poll dropped murphy's lead to nine points and and this week an emerson college wpix news poll showed murphy's ahead by six points 50 percent to 44 percent and, and one of the things that's interesting about these polls is you see that that Phil Murphy, throughout this entire campaign, he, he's really never been any higher than 52. There hasn't been a whole lot of movement. So there's there's still this block here. And, and you know, that that is that's what we're all waiting for is to see where everything breaks out. Uh, and there's not a, enough of these polls to really say if Chitterelli's on the rise or if this Emerson poll was an outlier. Uh, Emerson doesn't poll Jersey often, so I'm, I'm not putting, I wouldn't put all my money on them, but I'm hoping, I mean, hoping is the key word here because I really don't know, but but I've got my fingers crossed that uh, the Monmouth University poll is in the field right now and that Patrick Murray will, will have some new numbers for us this week. Like I said, that is the that is the gold standard for uh, polling in New Jersey. And and I remind everyone of this, polls polls can be wrong. We saw it in the last two presidential elections. But I'm seeing signs that Republicans are suddenly of the belief that they're in striking distance. And, um, and I'm seeing some once confident Democrats coming to the realization that that they don't have this in the bag, at least at least not yet. Uh, I've, I've run some political campaigns. That was a long time ago. But I can tell you that it's it's good for campaigns to be worried. Uh, that's when they're at their best. So so the fact that Democrats are are right now a little bit frightened, I think that's good for Phil Murphy. The fact that Republicans think this is in striking distance, that's good for Jack Chitterelli. Uh, Jersey's a tough state for Republicans, except in gubernatorial elections. So, so we'll we'll wait and we'll see. Uh, this is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe. You're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, we're also now in the season of newspaper endorsements. Uh, we no longer live in a world where they matter all that much. This is my my 48th year in New Jersey politics. This is my 13th gubernatorial campaign as a as a journalist, as a political insider, or just as a tourist. I remember when these newspaper endorsements were a big deal, a, a huge deal. And in the old days, newspaper editorial boards had developed genuine bonds with their readers, relationships of trust. So when a, 
a newspaper gave their stamp of approval to a candidate it mattered. It mattered a lot, but with newspaper print circulation down 70%, I'm, I'm not sure voters or, or, or the candidates for that matter, I'm not sure uh, how much they they really care about all this. The Star-Ledger endorsed Phil Murphy this week. They said their their supporters were reluctant. They, they said they were basically holding their nose and voting for Murphy and, and their words by default. Uh, the the Gannett Papers also gave a lukewarm endorsement, but it was a cookie-cutter endorsement. It was one editorial that ran all their papers. They used to have uh, editorial boards at each newspaper that met with the candidates individually and came up with their own uh, conclusions. Uh, This one is hugely odd. The Jersey Journal, it operates out of Jersey City. They told voters, just skip the governor's race entirely. And, And why? Because they said they couldn't vote for Chitterelli. But Murphy hadn't done enough to preserve the Liberty State Park. Uh, so the Jersey Journal, you know, this is this is laughable. I'll try to contain myself here. But the Jersey Journal essentially tells people, we don't care about COVID and we don't care about taxes and we don't care about education. We don't care about infrastructure or abortion or the Second Amendment. But we don't like either candidate's position on whether some rich guy should be able to build a golf course. So our advice to you is don't vote for anyone. I mean, wow, that's just incredible and and not really a uh, not really surprised this may be why people don't take these newspapers seriously anymore uh, coming up I'll talk to uh, Democratic National Chairman Jamie Harrison about the governor's race so don't go anywhere you're not going to want to miss what he has to say and then and then coming up after Chairman Harrison uh, two Republicans State Senator Michael Test and Assemblyman Ryan Peters so stay please right where you are this is David Wildstein I am the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown, and the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines at motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's editor-in-chief, David Wildstein. Jamie Harrison is the chairman of the Democratic National Committee. He's a former South Carolina Democratic State Chairman. Uh, Mr. Chairman, welcome. Well, thank you so much, David. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. And and the New Jersey governor's race is one of your first big elections on on your watch. And and as you know, there's no place on earth where where politics is more exciting than Jersey. There, there was a new poll that came out this week. It shows Governor Murphy's lead down to six points. Is is Phil Murphy going to win re-election? Oh, I, I am positive that Phil uh, Governor Phil Murphy is going to win re-election because the people in New Jersey understand that for the past few years, Governor Murphy has been delivering for them. 
this is a guy in his first term who raised the minimum wage, who has expanded earned sick and family leave, who uh, has funded women's health care. He's done such good work for the people of New Jersey, and I think they are going to reward him with a second term. And one of the things that, that we look at in Jersey is, is uh, uh, as blue as it is, there's a million more Democrats, as you know, than, than Republicans in New Jersey. Uh, but it's been 44 years since the Democratic governor's won re-election. You think it's, you think it's, it's the performance of the governor that will, will change that, that sort of curse over the Democratic Party? I think so. I mean, Phil Murphy has been a, a great, great governor. And, and I know it's been since, well, I think, 1977 that – uh, a, a Democratic governor has been reelected. Uh, and so w- we understand the history, but we also know that we can make our own history. We and saw that in the 2020 elections. And uh, we're going to work hard to make sure, and, and the DNC is 100% committed to making sure that we help Phil Murphy get the vote out, uh, protect that vote uh, once, once they come out and, and cast their ballots. Is Phil Murphy a model for other? Democrats across the country that a that a that a that a staunch progressive can can govern a state. I, I think he is. I think he is a model for uh, again how you deliver for your people, and when you deliver for them, uh, they don't forget it. Uh, they they understand that you are in their corner, that you are fighting for them and their families and their communities. And Phil has done just that as governor of New Jersey. Uh, and that's why we're so proud of him and proud of his leadership and happy to stand shoulder to shoulder with him uh, in, in this reelection effort. I mean, again, he's done so much. He's made uh, pre-K and college and health care more affordable. Uh, he's just had, uh, you know, uh, fact-driven leadership uh, as it relates to COVID and, and leading the state through through this pandemic. So, um, we feel really good about Phil, and again, we're we're there with him every step of the way. And I'm speaking with Democratic National Chairman Jamie Harrison, Mr. Chairman. President Biden's coming to New Jersey on Monday. It's a it's an official visit, but he'll be he'll be with Governor Murphy for about four hours. What 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 should New Jerseyans look for? What do you think the president's going to be saying to the voters? Well, uh, the president will probably talk about the Build Back Better agenda and how. Uh, Democrats on the national level are also partnering with our, our Democratic leaders on the state level to, to, to deliver. I mean, you think about the American Rescue Plan, which is uh, something that was a huge boon to, to New Jersey. We were able to put money in the pockets of people in New Jersey, $1,400 per, do- uh, $1, per person, um, relief, unemployment assistance, SNAP, child tax credit, uh, you know, Families right now, working families, are still benefiting from that. Housing relief, we were able to keep people in their jobs, vaccines in arms, and get kids back into school. And all of that was because of the leadership of Democrats. We didn't have one Republican vote in the House or the Senate in order to support that effort. Uh, And then it meant, you know, billions of dollars uh, coming into the state of New Jersey uh, to help families, to help businesses uh, navigate this pandemic. And so – uh, it's great to have good leadership on the federal level, but also good leadership on the on the on the state level, and that's why the good people in New Jersey need to make sure that they go and vote and uh, reelect Governor Murphy. Uh, uh, Assemblyman Cittarelli is, you know, going back to the Trump style of politics, a Chris Christie playbook, and that's not who we need right now. 
We need someone who's going to move New Jersey forward and continue to move New Jersey forward. And I'm speaking with uh, Jamie Harrison, the Democratic National Chairman. One of the, one of the priorities for Governor Murphy, I, w- I would imagine, uh, when he sees the president, is is he wants Congress to pass the infrastructure bill. New Jersey's got yeah. got some huge <laughs> projects going, but he also wants that salt deduction restored. Is that is that something that's is that possibly a takeaway for Governor Murphy after Monday? Well, I, you know, at this point, they're still trying to build a framework uh, for what's going to be in and what's out. I'm not sure where, where that particular provision is at this point, but I'm sure Governor Murphy will bend the ear of the president uh, about his support for it. So uh, we know that he is not shy about advocating for the people he represents, and, and that that's what makes him a good governor. And it doesn't seem like you're you're worried that this is a risk for Joe Biden, that if, if Phil Murphy gets uh, – defeated that that joe biden would be tagged with a loss well uh governor murphy isn't going to get defeated uh he, he's going to be victorious on election day uh and we're, we're going to do all that we can to make sure that happens you don't worry that that the president of the united states might wake up republicans or or independents that might not yet have warmed up to his presidency that that this would also increase turnout for Chitterelli? No, I, I don't worry about that at all, um, because in the end of the day, you know, the folks in New Jersey, just like the American people, know who who has uh, they know how their bread is being buttered. They know who who has delivered for them, uh, and Governor Murphy has done just that, um, uh, and uh, he has a bold record to be proud of, and uh, that I'm sure the people in New Jersey are, are very happy to have had his type of leadership uh, as we've navigated this pandemic. And I'm speaking with Democratic National Chairman Jamie Harrison. I mean, Mr. Chairman, some Democrats I speak with say they're, they're a little concerned uh, about a lack of energy this year, that, that some rank-and-file Democrats might think that, that Donald Trump's defeat was mission accomplished. Uh, how do you make sure that Democrats come out to vote in, in a, uh, a, a turnout year that is typically less than presidential? Well, I think for Democrats, and I think for all voters, they should understand the choices that they have in front of them. They have a a governor who has delivered for them time and time again, and then you have an assemblyman who, again, wants to bring those Trump-style politics of division to New Jersey. Uh, He he wants a return of of the Chris Christie playbook and and the things that we hold dear, uh, the things that, that are important to us. Um, like women's reproductive freedom or, or uh, making sure that we're not giving all of the tax cuts to the, to the wealthy among us. Um, um, you know, someone who isn't on both sides and all over on as it relates to COVID. Uh, that is what you get with uh, Assemblyman Cittarelli. Um, but with, uh, with Governor Murphy, you get strong leadership. You get someone who has delivered time and time again and who will continue to deliver. Uh, and I think voters need to understand that, that you can't rest on your laurels. When these elections come up, elections have consequences. And if you don't, then you in, if you don't go to the polls and if you don't uh, uh, decide on who's the next governor, then you risk, uh, you know, you and the, the, the livelihoods of you and your families and your communities. Um uh, deteriorating. And so it's important for us to go and vote for strong leadership. And that's what we get with Phil Murphy. 
And, and I'm speaking with the chairman of the Democratic National Committee, Jamie Harrison. Donald Trump's been an omnipresent figure in this campaign. Uh, Governor Murphy's featured him in several of his ads. Is, is New Jersey 2021 a, a warm-up to the 22 midterms that the Democrats are going to still run against Donald Trump? Well, yeah, Rona McDaniel, who's the head of RNC, said that Donald Trump's still ahead of the Republican Party. You look at all the polling. They said that he, you know, he's probably going to be the next Republican nominee for president. So he is, and he has interjected himself into all of these races. Uh, he has a number of his sycophants. Chitterelli is one of them, uh, who are running, who are, you know, propagating the, you know, his big lie. I mean, you think about this. Chitterelli helped headline a Stop the Steal rally in New Jersey. Um, so it's dangerous to have these type of people in office because uh, you talk about our democracy being in danger. It is when uh, people lose faith because you have leaders like this. And so it's important to continue to support good people like uh, Governor Murphy and to do all that we can to make sure that he uh, he gets reelected and not to uh, elect somebody who is a Donald Trump uh, wannabe. Do you think – do you, do you really think Jack Chitterelli is a is a Trump sycophant? Do you, I mean, he's he had a record in the legislature being fairly moderate. Is is this is, is that really a valid complaint about him that he's 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 he'll be he'll be Donald Trump light in New Jersey? Well, l- let me just say this: if you can't be very moderate if you uh, if you help headline a stop the steal rally, because there's nothing moderate about that. Now, everybody, the courts, uh, anybody with, with you know, uh, who, who just looks at, at democracy and wants to do the right thing, understand that the stop the steal and all that stuff is one big lie. Uh, and it's something uh, to, to cause people to lose faith in our democracy. And that's how democracies unravel. Uh, about- that's not a moderate uh, a position for me. And uh, um, Chairman Harrison, what about Chris Christie? I, th- I think his approval ratings in Jersey are still in the low twenties. Does does a Murphy reelection make it harder for Christie to sell himself as a presidential candidate in twenty twenty four? Oh, let me tell you, Chris Christie has as much chance of becoming president of the United States as I I have of becoming the next prime minister of Great Britain. That ain't happening. Uh, Chris Christie ain't becoming president of the United States, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, is, is what about President Obama in, was in Newark today for a, for an early voting rally? So this starts today, nine days of early voting, first time in, in Jersey for that. Uh, does early voting favor Democrats? Early voting is very important, uh, and and we in the Democratic Party encourage people to do that. I mean, listen, we we are the party that believes that uh, election day should be a holiday. Uh, where people can have the freedom to go and vote and cast their ballots. It's important. Uh, we believe that people should go and cast their ballots unencumbered. We understand how busy working families are. And so, therefore, uh, to go out to vote shouldn't be a chore, but should be something that people could, can exercise and do uh, without feeling the pressure of, oh, God, I'm going to have to take time off or what have you. So, we encourage early voting. It's important for folks to do that, uh, and it's a big part of the strategy that we have to communicate with voters as we approach Election Day. All right. Well, I, I've been speaking with Democratic National Chairman Jamie Harrison. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on, and I, I hope you'll come back next year to talk about house raises in New Jersey. 
I'm, I would be happy to. And uh, thank you so much, David for, having, David, for having me on. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you've been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We'll be right back with more about the New Jersey governor's race. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines at motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's editor-in-chief, David Wildstein. So, Michael Testa is a Republican state senator. He represents Cumberland, Cape May. That's deep south of New Jersey. And I'll, and I'll say this to, to 77 WABC listeners. Remember the name Mike Testa because I think people all over New Jersey are going to hear more and more about him over the next few years. Senator, welcome great to be on your show, David. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. And, and I have some questions to you about the, this campaign. But first, I want to I want to properly introduce you to listeners uh, of this greatest radio station in the world. You won a special election for the state Senate two years ago. You flipped a, a Democratic seat. I think Democrats had held it for 12 years and you you beat an incumbent. That is correct. And not only did I win the Senate seat, my running mates, Eric Simonson and Antoine McClellan, won the assembly seats as well. And it was the first time that an entire legislative district had been flipped from Democratic to Republican in 28 years in the state of New Jersey. And was that a was your race, Phil Murphy's midterm election, was that sort of a precursor to this year? Absolutely. We called it the Murphy midterms when I was on the radio or television or in, in print. I would always say this is the Murphy midterm election. And, you know, while he wasn't on the ballot, and I know it's typically politics 101 to not run against someone who is not appearing on the ballot, I put Phil Murphy's radical leftist policies at the top of the ballot, and we won. And, and Senator, you have a, I mean, admittedly a, a, a great personal story. One of your, one of your grandfathers was the son of immigrants from Italy. He became the the mayor of Vineland and a judge. And your your mother's parents were Holocaust survivors. They they came to South Jersey and they ran a a chicken farm. What is, what what is how is that story? How does how is how have your grandparents shaped who you are and 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 what you're doing as a senator? You know, that's a phenomenal question, David. You know, I I think about that often, and it's the fact that they truly believed that the United States of America is the greatest country on earth, and it is. And, you know, we readily admit that, you know, America has some scars and some warts and has been imperfect in her history, but that we've corrected everything that we possibly can to move forward, but that this is the greatest country on the planet, 
and that it truly is the land of opportunity. And you can succeed if you work very hard and you study very hard and that the United States of America is the land of opportunity. And I'm speaking with New Jersey State Senator Michael Testa, Jr. Senator, you've had, I mean, it's, it's, it's a meteoric rise in, in less than two years. Uh, you, you, you chaired uh, Donald Trump's campaign in New Jersey. You've gotten seats on the budget and the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. I, I, saw, I saw a poll recently had you with a double-digit lead. So, so tell, me, tell me how you feel about your own reelection uh, in, in, in the first legislative district. While I'm feeling confident, David, I'm running as if I am absolutely 15 points behind. Uh, you know, I'm going to my fourth location. I'm parked right now doing this interview. I'm going to my fourth location. I went from Cumberland County to, to Cape May County, uh, and I'm going back to Cumberland County right now. Uh, you know, so we're running hard. Myself, Eric Simonson, and Antoine McClellan, we're running extremely hard as if we are, in fact, double digits down. But I think we are going to be successful on Election Day, and I think also a lot of people are going to be very surprised at how well Jack Cittarelli does in this election. I believe that the tide is, in fact, turning, and it may be a a repeat of 1993 when it was Florio free in 93. And and you are, just just to put it in perspective, uh, for people that live in in North Jersey and are listening, uh, our friends on the other side of the river in New York, when when you talk about Cape May and Cumberland, you know, you're – you're not really talking about a compact district, right? It could take you an hour to go from one place to the other. You have a it's, it's a rural district. One hundred percent. I mean, it's the largest land area district in the state of New Jersey, uh, just like Congressman Van Drew's uh, congressional district is the largest land area. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, this morning I went from Vineland to Ocean City, back back to Vineland to Vineland to Dennis Township, and now I'm going to Millville. You know, that's a, that's a quite long trip, and you're, you're absolutely right. It's 45 minutes to 50 minutes for me to get to Ocean City and then back. And we're traveling. We're going to events. We're meeting people. And I can tell you what, the people of Legislative District 1, in the large part, are very happy with what we've done in our short time in office, especially during the COVID-19 era when people were struggling and fighting to get their unemployment benefits. I can tell you I was at a, the Halloween event at in Dennis Township, and no less than five or six constituents came up to me to thank me for the help that my office gave them during uh, the COVID-19 era, and they were fighting for their unemployment benefits, which they were justified in receiving. So, you know, we have a phenomenal team, not just myself, Eric, and Antoine, but our staff, David. Our staff works tirelessly. And to compare and contrast that with Governor Murphy – the Department of Labor isn't even fully back to work yet. And how many months has it been? It's been close to two years since COVID-19 reared its ugly head. It's easily 19, 20 months at this point, and people are still waiting to get their unemployment benefits that they justifiably deserve. How, do, how does how does state government square that? How do they how do they say we need the economy to get back and running? We need people. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure you hear, I hear this all the time, I'm sure you hear it more than I do, uh, employers who can't get em- people to work for them, R- restaurants that would be open seven days a week, but they can't get enough people and they've got to close a night or two. How do, how do you square th- the idea that government's not back to work yet? I don't think that anyone can if they're going to be 
you know, intellectually honest about this. I mean, I think that, you know, people on the other side of the aisle from me are being completely intellectually disingenuous, saying we need to get back to work. Or even worse, the the folks that said that the additional $300 per week was not an incentive for individuals to not get back to work. You know, I'm the co-chair of the Manufacturing Caucus for the state of New Jersey. Whether it be manufacturing or the hospitality industry, people, the workforce is down 25 to 35 percent across industries. There's New Jersey still has the fifth highest unemployment rate in the entire United States of America. Obviously, we made it far too comfortable for people to not return to work. And that goes back to the question that you asked me about my grandparents. They instilled in me and my parents an incredible work ethic. And unfortunately, during the COVID-19 era, I think a lot of people forgot that America was built upon grit and a great work ethic in the belief that you can achieve whatever you put your mind to, if you are willing to put the work and the time in. And I want to ask you about the governor's race. If Jack Chitterelli is going to beat Phil Murphy, he's, he's going to have to win uh, South Jersey. Uh, Phil Murphy won your home county, Cumberland, by about 13 points four years ago. Uh, how does Jack Chitterelli look to you in South Jersey right now? I, you know, I, I look at the signs that are all over the place, and I can tell you, look, you know, we, you and I both know we've been in the game long enough that signs do not win elections. But, you know, I can tell you that how many people are calling my campaign office asking for Jack Chitterelli signs. They want to wear it loud and proud on their front lawns. I think people are ready for a change. And if history in New Jersey tells us anything, you know, it hasn't been since Governor Brendan Byrne that there's been a Democratic Party Uh, affiliate that's been able to repeat a win as governor in the state of New Jersey. I mean, so you think about how long ago that was, Uh, you know, Governor Kane was elected in 1981. So it's well over, you know, well over 44 years years at this point. Yeah, 44 years since this has happened. Um, I just, with President Biden's approval rating tanking, I believe that people are realizing that this, this party, the Democratic Party, is going further and further left and they're seeing gas prices go much higher than they've seen in in forever. They're they're seeing shelves at their supermarkets completely barren. They're they're so worried about the supply chain. They're seeing ships with shipping containers sitting off of our coast, not able to even get into port to unload the ship. I mean, to to get the products that we need. I think people are starting to get scared and realize that radical leftist policies don't work for America, and it's going to change what we know is the American way of life. And I think they want a change in the state of New Jersey. And I'm speaking with Senator Michael Testa of the 1st District, right next door to you in the 2nd District in Atlantic County. And you represent a, a small piece of Atlantic County. And, and, and your grandparents' chicken farm, if I remember right, was in Atlantic County. Uh there's a competitive state Senate race there. It's a, Republicans are trying to hold a seat of, a, of a, an incumbent who resigned. Uh, we're running out of time, but I, but how does that race look to you? I think it's a very tight race. And, you know, look, you know, Senator Chris Brown was able to hold that district um, and, and really go against what the numbers were. And I think we're going to see a repeat with Vince Palestina. Uh, you know, Vince Palestina has experience in the legislature. He did, in fact, take a break. And I think that there's a stark contrast 
between Vince Palestina and Vince Mazio. Um, you know, from what I'm hearing, the race is neck and neck. But I think by Election Day, Vince Palestina is going to edge it out and come home with a win. State Senator Michael Testa, Republican, 1st District in New Jersey, thank you so much for joining me, and, and good luck in your election. Thank you so much, David. It's great to be on your show. Thanks for coming on. And I'll be right back with Assemblyman and Navy SEAL Commander Ryan Peters. So please stay where you are. You you won't want to miss hearing what he has to say. This is David Wildstein, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines at motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state. Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's editor-in-chief, David Wildstein. So Ryan Peters is a Republican assemblyman from South Jersey. He is a Navy SEAL team commander. Assemblyman, welcome back. Thanks, David. It's a pleasure to be with you always. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And, and Assemblyman, you were an early supporter of Jack Shirelli for governor. Uh, we're seeing some polls that are showing this race tightening. Is is Chitterelli in striking distance to win this election? I was absolutely an early supporter of Jack and uh, a proud one. And, and Jack's going to win. You're calling it. I'll call it here now. Uh, Jack's going to win by four points. He's got the momentum going on with him. I think the latest polls are saying what we've said for a long time is uh, Jack is within striking distance. He's peaking at the right time. He's leading in independence. He's leading in very likely voters. Uh, meanwhile, Murphy is struggling to uh, gain his foothold, and he's bringing in other people from outside the state to try to make the case uh, that he hasn't been able to make over four years. So I'm pleased to be a Jack supporter, and uh, I think the polls are, are emblematic of what we're seeing, which is the enthusiasm and the momentum of uh, Jack supporters. So you're, you're not just a Navy SEAL. You're, you're an attorney. What's, what's the case against Phil Murphy's reelection? Man, I don't know how much time I have. Uh, I think Murphy. You have eight I mean, minutes, Assemblyman. The point is, is <laughs> he look. He has done what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to turn New Jersey into the the California of the East Coast. He's increased spending by eleven billion dollars, and then when the pandemic came, he failed us. You know, he went in and he locked. Uh, you know, he sent COVID patients back into veterans' homes and nursing homes, killing eight thousand of them. Um, you know. I don't think that is great handling of the COVID virus. He has, we're still not to, bur- oh, nope, not back to work. Our state offices, my district office has been open the whole time and we're doing the state job for him. We're finding unemployment benefits for those who needed them. And we're, we've been, we've been to work every day. Uh, and he has not led a government that has come back and helped people of New Jersey. 
And I'm speaking with Republican Assemblyman Ryan Peters. Joe Biden's coming to New Jersey on Monday. It's it's, it's an official visit. It's it's uh, not campaign, but it's but it's campaign, right? I mean that's that, that's pretty clear. Uh, does does Joe Biden coming in help Phil Murphy, or does it help Jack Chitterelli? I think bringing in President Biden is a terrible idea on the Murphy administration. I mean, look. Phil Murphy isn't from New Jersey. He's born and raised in Massachusetts, and now he's bringing other people in who aren't from New Jersey and don't get us. I heard you speaking with a DNC chairman who said, yeah, Phil Murphy's great. He's going to have Biden's ear. Oh, wait, salt deduction? Yeah, we're not going to get that. We're going to get in a trillion-dollar tax and spend program, and we're not going to do what the people of New Jersey can do. And, you know, when I look at President Joe Biden right now, what I see is 13 service members coming home in a box after his failed pull out in Afghanistan. It didn't have to be that way. He did a terrible job. And when I look at that and and I'm, then you say, okay, now he's going to be paired with Phil Murphy, who killed 8,000 New Jerseyans in his COVID response. And you know what the response was, was the DOJ, his, his administration is still investigating the Menlo Park and Pramus Veterans Home. If I am Phil Murphy, I asked Biden why, hey, look, hey, President, I made the case that uh, President Trump was only investigating us as a political purpose. Why has your DOJ dropped the investigations uh, in, in Pennsylvania, Michigan, New York, but they're still investigating us in New Jersey? That makes me look bad. Like, you know, all the talking points I had that no one really believes that the Trump administration was just targeting me, that this is real, that my administration failed veterans and, and, and ner- people in nursing homes. That's what it says when you bring in Joe Biden. I think that's a horrible idea. It's just reminding everybody here in New Jersey who live here and are from here of all the failed policies that uh, Governor Murphy has enacted here in New Jersey. So I think it's a terrible idea, um, and I think the people of New Jersey will see it as such as well. And I mean, Assemblyman, I, you, you heard Democratic National Chairman Jamie Harrison on, on this show uh, a few minutes ago. I I asked National Republican Party organizations uh to also have somebody, uh, and I've asked multiple times over the last couple months uh, to have somebody come on to talk about Jack Chitterelli and the New Jersey governor's race. They they always decline, and it, it, it seems to me there's I mean, it's either two reasons. One is is they don't want to own the outcome of this race, or or Jack Chitterelli doesn't want to embrace the national Republican agenda. Is it? I mean, am I, am I getting this right? No, I think there's a third avenue of Jack's making the case as a proud, born and raised New Jerseyan who was schooled here, got his MBA, CPA here in New Jersey, that he's making the case to the people of New Jersey, that he doesn't need outside people who aren't from here to come in and make the case. He's talking as a New Jerseyan to New Jerseyans about the issues that are important to them. Phil Murphy, not as a New Jerseyan, not raised here, not from here, is making a horrible mistake by trying to, yeah, bring in other people not from New Jersey who can talk platitudes, which is what the DNC chairman did. And um, he had no idea what's going on in New Jersey. When you brought up salt, he was clueless and going, oh, yeah, we'll see if we can throw that into our trillion-dollar tax and spend program. Um, I'm sure he'll bend his ear. Jack's not going to do that. He's talking to New Jerseyans as a New Jerseyan and making the case, which is why his poll numbers are shooting up and Phil's are going down. Phil doesn't understand New Jersey. And he's making a big mistake by bringing non-New Jerseyans in to try to make the case. So I think it's that third lane is Jack doesn't need the help. Jack is his own man, and he's doing a great job. And, and you and I have talked about this before. I don't know that I agree that just because somebody wasn't born in New Jersey uh, says they can never be governor of New Jersey. But it's it's certainly been an issue in this in this campaign. And, and 
I'm speaking with Assemblyman Ryan Peters of, of Burlington County. We're we're all trying to sort out this path, Assemblyman, for a Republican statewide win in a in a blue state. And I mean, Murphy Murphy's approval ratings have been pretty steady, but it, it seems that those who don't like him really don't like him. Do you you think there's going to be some sort of a statistical imbalance to voter turnout on November second? Yeah, I think the path is going to be through independence. I, I mean, really, a Republican base is going to turn out, and the far left people that are going to support his policies are going to turn out. But it's the independents in New Jersey who don't wake up every morning and check the news and say, what, you know, what is the national audience telling me? They're saying, here's what I'm doing in New Jersey. And if you go to other states, when I was in the military, I had a house. My taxes were the third of what they are now living in New Jersey. New independents are tired of that. They can look to all the other policies but go, this is the most expensive state to live in. Phil Murphy has raised taxes $11 billion, or spending $11 billion, and he's raising taxes to pay for it. We can't afford to do this. Independents are looking around saying, "My, ch- I don't know if I can still afford to live here. My children certainly can't afford to live here. And they're going to come out to the polls, and they're going to say, I'm for the guy who's going to figure this out. A businessman, someone who's trained and well, and is, knows the budget, he's been in the legislature, knows the levers to change, is going to go, I believe that this man will lower the price to live in New Jersey so my children can live here with me and I don't have to FaceTime with them as they grow up in other states that are that have better policies that aren't just tax and spend. So I think it's gonna the path is gonna be through that. I think that's what the polls are showing. Jack is leading within these independents and the independents are gonna turn out and they're gonna vote Republican in so that they can afford to live here. So I'm speaking with Assemblyman Ryan Peters. You are a Republican from Burlington County. Burlington used to be uh, a, a dependable Republican county. It has it has turned blue over the last few years. Is is Jack Chitterelli going to win Burlington? Is this the kind of county he needs to turn? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, we have a great candidate here in Burlington County, and uh, Assemblywoman Jean Stanfield. Uh, her and I served in the assembly together. Uh, she's running against uh, former Republican Don Diego, who switched parties uh, on a Monday, didn't call me, kicked me out of my district office that we shared and sold out for her own political interests. I think a lot of the Republicans are upset that they used, they knocked doors for Don, they raised money for Don, And in the middle of the night, she took a payout from the Democrats uh, for her own special interest needs and so that they could get votes and, and bring contracts to political bosses. And I think that's really going to turn out Republicans in this district that are tired of that political speak and that political behavior. And they want people who are going to do what they say and say what they mean. I mean, I, I think that's what New Jerseyans want. That's what they um, you know need. And I think I, I read today on my way over here, you know, you're, you're, you posted on Twitter Jack's letter uh, to the black community. And I think even though that Pastor Jefferson, he came out and he supported Murphy and he is now saying that the black community uh, has been failed by, by Phil Murphy. And he's another one who uh, just was talking the talk and not walking the walk. And I think that's where you're going to see in Burlington County and statewide is they see Jack as someone who means what he says and says what he means and is going to do what he says. And they don't want another four years of talking points um, that are just going to make their own taxes go up. I mean, you heard it a thousand times. The governor said if taxes, if high taxes are your issue, this isn't your state. That is offensive to the people who live and work here, the working families who can't afford to. Um, and they're going to come out to the polls and they're going to vote. And uh, look, Jack is peaking. Jack's got the momentum. 
uh, Phil is scrambling and bringing in national Democrats to save him. And I think that's yet another bad move for him. Well, Assemblyman Ryan Peters, uh, thank you so much. As always, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, don't uh, miss the New Jersey. David, thank you. Thank you, and, and don't miss the New Jersey Globe Eighth District debate tomorrow night between Dawn Adiago and uh, and Gene Stanfield. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you've been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would too if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey.